Assalamu alaikum family. It's your brother Ben X. <clears throat> and today I want to do a podcast featuring the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Because I would like for us to hear him give us a word of healing, a word for the mind. Because like I say, man, there's a lot of things going on mentally in the world. And I believe that we cannot ignore the mental trauma and the mental stress that a lot of people are having, no matter what the problem is in their particular life. So I found two videos that I want to share from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan just to lift our spirits, our hearts, man, and our mind during this trying time. So check it out, man. That the scepter is passing out of the hands of those who have made mockery of the word of God. And it's coming to a people who once were a people but are no people at all. He said, I will choose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. I will choose the things that are not to bring to naught the things which are. And the bottom rail will come to the top. And the least shall become the most. And thou shalt no more be the tail. Thou shalt be the head. This is the Lord's doing, the scripture says. And it is marvelous in our sight. The question is, do you want to accept the position that God wants to give you? <clears throat> oh, fair can. We... We, 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 we're not worthy of any position like that. After all, look at how ugly and misbehaved we are. And look at all our madness and our sickness. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the book says, I chose you. Not with silver and gold. But I chose you out of the furnace of affliction mm. Jesus was with his disciples one day and he came upon a man that was born blind All right. <laughs> and the disciple asked him master who did sin that this man is born blind did his mother sin did his father sin did he sin Jesus answered saying neither his mother nor his father neither did he sin but he is born blind that the works of God might be made manifest in him we are a people that have eyes but we cannot see so like that man we sit and beg the powers that be to do for us what we, if we were seeing, if we were hearing, if we were knowing, we could do for ourselves. So when Jesus 
looked at that man in his condition and put a little spittle on his eyes and he came away seeing. He went away and it looked like the Pharisees saw him and, and they said, Is this the man that was sitting and begging? Say yes, this is he, all right. He said, "Well, how come you you see now?" He said, "I, I met a man named Jesus, and he opened up my eye." They said, "But, but that man is a sinner. Mm. That man is a wicked man. In the modern language, he's anti-Semitic. He's a hater." He's anti-white. He's anti-Christian. I don't know nothing about all of that. He said, but all I know is, whereas I was once blind, now I see. Say, are you comparing yourself to Jesus? No. But I want to be one of his good followers. See, it's easy to call his name. But it's not easy to walk in his path. See, We know how to praise his name. But we have yet to learn how to walk after him. And our success is not in praising his name. Our success is learning how to walk the path of the master. So that's the first one I want us to hear. Here's the second one I want us to hear. Each one of us walk with pressures that we need to learn how to handle. Do you agree? Yes, sir. According to the physics teachers, each of us carries 15 pounds of atmospheric pressure on every square inch of our bodies. And if I asked you to hold 15 pounds mm. for 15 minutes you would feel it wouldn't you yes, and I'm sure as light as 15 pounds seem just stand there holding for 15 minutes I guarantee you look at your watch several times to see should I put this down yet you walk around every minute of every hour you lay down and you get up with that kind of pressure mm. on your body but you don't feel it you don't feel it because that pressure is equalized by an inner force that pushes out equal to the force pushing what do you do when you don't have an inner force sufficient to push out 
to equalize the power of the force coming at you or upon you. You cave in. And each one of us at some juncture cave in. Pressure gets too great. I just can't handle it. I just can't handle it. Have you ever been like that? And you know what? When you get to the point where you say, I just can't handle it. You very rarely think of Allah. Mm. So I'll, 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 I'll go get a drink. Oh, I'm a true Muslim. I wouldn't do that. I know a lot of so-called true Muslims who do things that say they disbelieve in God. At that critical moment, we'll seek pleasure. We won't seek the God. We'll seek, yeah, strange sex. We'll seek drugs. We'll seek relief in our friends and conversation, which never dispels the pressure because it's there. It wakes you up in the night. See? Pressure. Anytime you're living in a world where Allah says, surely the shock of the hour is a grievous thing. And when you see it, the day you see it, every woman giving suck will give up or forget her suckling. And there's no mother that will forget the baby on her breast except she's in extreme stress. And the pregnant woman who has not come to term even, will lay her burden down and a child will become gray-headed. Mm. That's some stress. And each of us, as Muslims, trying to be right in a wrong world, trying to go against the grain mm. of an unrighteous world for Allah's sake, and our own say we find we are under an inordinate amount of stress. How do we handle it? How do you handle it? What does Allah suggest to us to help us to handle the stress of trying to be right in a wrong world? Mm. Allah says, seek refuge. In him. So the last chapter of the Quran says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I seek refuge in the Lord of men, the King of men, the God of men. Stop right there. Who you going to? Now some have called me a Lord. But this didn't say seek refuge in who you say is Lord. The definite article is used there. I seek refuge in the Lord of men. And who is that? Allah. I seek refuge in the 
king of men. Not Prince Charles or Queen whoever or King whoever. That's not the king of men. The king of men, the sovereign over our lives is not the president. Huh? It is Allah. So Allah is saying to you, seek refuge not in who you call Lord, in the Lord of men. Not in who you want to bow to as a king, in the king of men and in the God of men. Mm. Not a God, but the God of men. Seek refuge from what? From the evil whispering of the slinking devil mm. who whispers into the hearts of men from among the jinn and the men. Now, beloved, when you attempt to walk right in a world as wrong as this one, mm. you're going to get not only loud shouts of disapproval, but you're going to get heavy whispers in the form of suggestions. But the worst whispering is the whispering that comes up from inside your own mind. Mm. From among the jinn, from among the fiery nature of yourself. When the nature is in heat, when the nature feels upset and angry, when the nature is feeling uh, discomforted because no one seems to recognize who you think you are. Mm. And you're in a bad mood. The nature inside a suggestion, a whisper comes up. And you better seek some refuge in Allah because in that mood, in that moment, you can do great damage. I seek refuge in the Lord of men, the King of men, the God of men from the evil of the whisperings of the slinking devil who whispers into the hearts of men from among the jinn and the men. Our problem, beloved brothers and sisters, is so grave, ordinary political solutions cannot help us. It's not a problem of all of us uniting and registering to vote. Mm. If all of us registered to vote tomorrow, who would you vote for? And what could they do? Mm. Could they effectively change the system that is rotten to the core right. and the men whom that system has produced that are not in your favor. We have more mayors today than we've ever had, more congresspersons than we've ever had, more political power in the country, quote unquote, than we've ever had, yet we are sliding backward faster than we ever had because politics is not the solution to your and my problem. No, it's not who you vote in. No, no. 
Some say the problem is economics. That's a part of the problem, beloved. It's only a part of the problem. Your and my problem, the problem of black people, is a spiritual problem. And once the spiritual problem is straightened out, the economic, political, social problems will fall in line. You and I have the wrong concept of God, the wrong concept of his prophets, the wrong concept of life and how it should be lived. Therefore, we who have been taught by the slave master's children and those whom the slave master's children have fashioned as religious teachers for us have believed in a mystery God. We have believed that God is some spook or spirit out in space mm. that we should pray to and call on and sit down and wait for him to do for us what we actually have the power to get up and do for ourselves. This book, the Holy Quran, the book of scripture of the Muslims, teaches us that Allah will never change the condition of a people until they change it themselves. Mm. You have an old saying that God helps those help who help themselves. So prayer alone won't get it. Especially if you're praying to something in the sky that does not exist. Can't you tell that something is wrong spiritually? You are constantly on your knees, constantly praying, constantly shouting, constantly begging a God. And your condition is constantly getting worse. Mm. Can't you see you must be praying in the wrong direction to the wrong God? Look into a mystery to do something for you? Mm. Don't you know that the white man could never have enslaved black people if you had a true knowledge of the true God? For no man who knows God can ever be made a slave. Even though Joseph was sold into bondage, he knew God. And though he was in bondage, he became a master over the land in which he was made a slave because he had the knowledge of God. Wherever you see a proliferation of many, many, many tribes of one people, then the people have lost the light of civilization because the light of civilization would cause an evolutionary motion in the people which would bring them from a tribe into a nation. When the white people or devils were in Europe, they had many tribal names. The Angles, the Saxons, the Vikings, the Goths, the Visigoths, right? All of these were names of tribes. But when the light of truth dawned on Europe, the Angles and the Saxons came together, the Celts and the Normans, huh? the Germanic tribes came together and they formed nations. So now in Europe, 
you hear no mention of tribal names. You hear England, France, Germany, Spain. But when you go to Africa, where they have the boundaries of a nation, you hear people paying more attention to their tribe than their nation. So there is a knowledge missing that would evolve them out of a tribal a development into a nation and a world. When you go among the Native Americans, you hear them saying, I am Sioux, I am Lakota, I am Dakota, I am Iroquois, I am Blackfoot, huh? I am Cree. All of these tribal names demonstrate that the knowledge is not present that would evolve them out of a tribe into one great family, diminishing tribal customs, tribal language, giving them national custom, national language. The white people who set up a trading post on the continent of, of, of what is called Africa wanted us to believe that the people on that continent are the only people that we have. Mm. They do this to try to divide us. We have black people that have been all over this earth and have settled everywhere on the earth. You may not know it, but there are black people in China. Black people in Japan, black people in Korea, black people in India, black people in Australia, in Fiji, in New Zealand, in Australia, black people in Indonesia, in all of the islands there that they call Peloponnesia, in the Hawaiian Islands, blacks there. When you come to North America, we came here before Columbus. There's a sign that blacks were here in the Americas long before Christopher Columbus was even a thought in the mind of his father. When you argue over whether you should be African or African-American, this betrays a lack of knowledge of self. Who was America named after? Amerigo Vespucci, an Italian before he was an Italian. We were. Before white folk ever came into the light of the world, we were. What do we look like taking a name after a Johnny come lately like Amerigo Vespucci? Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. 
The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www. What is abstribe.com? www.whatisabstribe.com. And of course, for us to say African American, this is a rather nationalistic, even racist kind of statement. If this whole Western Hemisphere is divided into three Americas, mm. North America, Central America, South America, but nobody calls themselves an American but the people who live in the 50 states. You'll never go to Canada and find the Canadian calling himself a Canadian American. He's a Canadian. You will never go to Mexico and find the Mexican saying, I'm a Mexican Central American or a Nicaraguan Central American or a Costa Rican Central American or a Honduran or Panamanian Central American. I am a Panamanian. I am a Nicaraguan. I am a Guatemalan. I am a Costa Rican. Huh? No America. You go down to South America. They don't say, I am a Peruvian South American. I am a Peruvian. I am a Bolivian. I am a Chilean. I am a Brazilian. I am a Colombian. I am a Venezuelan. Nobody uses America but these who live in the 50 states. And how did you become an American? When did you become an American? Under what circumstances have you become an American? So to understand that it was a white man who named the continent of Africa, Africa. And we predated the white man. Then what was it called before the white man named it Africa? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said the original people called the planet Asia. Mm. The whole planet was once called Asia. Not just that part over there that is called Asia today, but all of it was Asia. The part that you call Europe was called Asia. Some of the old maps called it Eurasia. We called it Europe. We know the meaning of those words. This was called West Asia. And we used it as a prison. For the rebellious ones, we put them out from civilized society and banished them into what we call West Asia. So now, if we are the original inhabitants of the earth, and we are, and our color as the first creatures of Almighty God coming up out of darkness 
The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we take our color from the darkness out of which we originated. Mm. So we are black symbolizing that we are the first human beings right. and from us came all other human beings. That is the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And you, black man, and you, black woman, if there were no people before you, and you were the first of God's creation, then you are a direct descendant of the originator of the heavens and the earth. Mm. Therefore, the nature of God is your nature. Right. And if you are left alone and fed properly, spiritually, mentally, morally, you will grow up into God himself. Mm. So the Bible in the book of Psalms said, Ye are all God's children of the Most High God. In the acquisition of knowledge which empowers us to master the forces of nature, the forces of our own being, self-mastery is the key to the mastery of the universe. For we are the microcosm and the universe is the mm. macrocosm. But the way education is taught, mm. it disconnects us from mathematics and science. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that it is proficiency in mathematics that makes one a builder of civilization. Mm. All other disciplines are embellishment, but math and science build civilization. So when we talk about Africa and the African being the father of civilization and master builders, we just weren't musicians. We weren't architects alone. Mm. We weren't sculptors alone. We were the masters of the two great sciences upon which civilization is built. Math, science, engineering. So we can't return to Africa with just a cursory view of Africa as the great spiritual force for the world, the great civilizing force for the world without understanding that that force is rooted not in mythology. Mm. That force is rooted in the highest manifestation of mathematics and science. That is why what we have built is called the wonder of the world. Scholars and scientists for centuries have wondered <laughs> how we did it. So if they wonder about what was done, then they don't have the mathematics that would show them how it was done, then they could do it again. But they can't do it. Because they don't know what our fathers knew. And God has kept that back from them. Why did he keep it? Because white supremacy is such a poison 
that if you give a person poison like that, the very base upon which life and the universe is constructed, they will use it according to the sick mentality. So that mentality has to be corrected. God can't give it even to you. If you are sick with this mind of black inferiority and I got to get back and we're bitter and angry and all of this over the condition that a creator permitted. Not that white people did. They had somebody above them that said, I'm going to let this happen. Because I have a purpose for these people. We the minister teaching, man. We're going to do one more, man. This one right here is going to be about where is God? Because I know many people are asking that, where is God? The minister described that in the earlier audio that I played. But this one particular is about the topic, where is God? And this is not about religion per se, Christian, Muslim. I see that in the comment section. We're not dealing with the division right now. We've been dealing, for that. We've been dealing with that for the past two weeks. Everybody going against each other Every time something happens to us That turns us against ourselves So if y'all want to debate If y'all want to start those arguments Do that on your page or somebody else's page But I want y'all to check this one out Title is Where is God? You know Each of us Tend To judge Life By the pain and suffering of our individual lives. If there's a lot of pain in our lives, we say life is not good. If the pain is so great and the suffering so great, and we are not able to understand God's plan, then we begin to judge God Mm. by the misfortunes of our life and we say God must not be good Mm. to allow evil to afflict humanity in the way that evil has afflicted humanity or making it more personal God can't be good and do this to me. Since we are mortal and finite, we can only see life and the circumstances of life and the events of life through the lens of our own finite existence. Mm. Before we came onto the earth, God had a plan for the universe and he had a plan for creation and he had a plan for us. We may not be privileged to know his plan. And unless we rise above the emotion created by our pain and our suffering, we will never rise up into the thinking of God that we may see the events of our personal life and the events of national life not through the lens of suffering, but through the eyes of a God who never was evil and everything about him is good and all negative things lead to a positive conclusion 
if our attitude in the negative mm, is not negative this whole universe as the Quran teaches us is created in six periods of time the Bible says six days the number six represents incompletion imperfection dissatisfaction if the universe is created in six periods of time then this whole creation is under the number six so the Bible in the book of Revelation says here is wisdom let him that hath wisdom count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man 603 score and six so you have a beast and a man under the same number six why six because you're incomplete why six because you're imperfect why six because you're in a world where you will continue to be dissatisfied until you reach the apex of your development and this is why Allah is called Rabbil Alameen yes, he is that being that evolves creation stage after stage. making it attain stage after stage until it reaches its eventual perfection so in the beginning the God wanted this universe perfected he wanted man perfected and so he set the world in motion to produce perfection and he said kun fayakun be and it is when will the ears come the Bible says in the fullness of time a child was born now think about this didn't say a spirit would come in the fullness of time a baby would be born born genetically coded to become a master of the creation of the originator I want you to listen to me good genetically coded Elijah Muhammad mm -hmm. said that he met with God I was not there But I believed because I never heard any black man stand in America and challenge the government of America, the white people of America, and warn them of their inevitable destruction while at the same time raising black men and women from a terrible condition that white America had placed us in. The question that we have to ask 
and answer did he meet with God mm. what proof do we have how could he meet with God if God is unseen mm, come on how could he be God if he's a human being since God is a spirit yet we are made in his image and likeness and we are more than spirit we are flesh and blood embodying spirit when we read the Bible Moses, according to this book, saw God and spoke to him face to face as a man speaketh to his friend. They heard God in the garden walking. How could Adam hear him walking if he didn't have feet? Said both Bible and Quran say that Allah talked to Adam. And gave Adam instructions directly that Adam rebelled and disobeyed this Bible and even the Quran talks about the days of Allah the Bible talks about the coming of God where has he been? That he has to come. Mm. And why is it necessary for him to come? Where is he coming from? And who is he coming to? And for what purpose? So that's all I wanted to present to you guys. So I hope he said something that was valuable and um, worthy of being heard. Uh, as I examine the comments and I look at the comments, I want to remind us that we are all grown human beings. And I really hate seeing black men ask and beg for people who are no longer with us as if they don't have two arms in two legs it makes me really feel sorry for our future and uh their children honestly if they have any because our children is not going to accept father well you didn't have this one leader from the past so i guess you wasn't able to do nothing that's sad man to hear me to, for me to see that from black men 
Now, black women, you know, that's a little different, although there were many black women that was leaders, so they really don't get a pass either. But when I see black men say things like that, it's, it's really um, disappointing because the first thing that comes to my mind is why can't you be a leader? The first thing that comes to my mind is what are you going to do about your children? Are you going to not lead them because you don't have somebody from the past? For me to hear black men use the words that we don't have any real men anymore, it really honestly disgusts me because if you are alive to say that, that means that you are physically talking about yourself. And black man and woman, I'm here to tell you that we should stop saying these things. But I'm specifically speaking to black men. Stop getting on Facebook. Stop getting on the social media Honestly, making yourself look bad by saying we don't have any real men left. All the real ones are gone. All the real ones was killed. If I'm alive, I could never say real men or real leadership or real guidance isn't here if I'm a grown man. Because anybody that's not doing something, I should be able to step in and say, hey, I'll do that part. I fill that gap. So black men, stop thinking so inferior, man. Stop thinking so weak, man, to, 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 to the point where you type with your fingers and you tell the whole world that there's nobody real left when you're still alive. I want you to wake up and accept the God within yourself. I want you to wake up and say, you know what, man, the God is within me. I got power. I got force. I want you to wake up and say that, that leader that I, that I missed from the past, I miss him, but that word that he spoke, I'ma speak it. That action that he took, I'ma take it. The wisdom that he gave our people, I'ma give it. Because you still got a tongue, you still got a mouth, you still got a mind, you still got a heart, you still got breath. So why not take on the baton? Reach your hand back and say, I thank you for what you did for us in the past. I thank you for running that lap that you ran. But right now, since you are no longer physically with us, give me that baton. And I'm going to grab the baton and I'm going to do my thing. So black man, please stop that. I understand that that is a trend to say these things. I understand that many of us have been influenced by social media to repeat that. But I'm here to just bring a different perspective and make you realize that it's not something to repeat. When you, when, let's like, think about the oppressor, right? When the oppressor sees black men, I'm talking about young black men. I'm talking about when you in your 30s and you're in your 40s. When they see us saying that, they say, I got him. I got him. Why, why, why would they say that? Because I got them niggas. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from their perspective. I got them niggas thinking it's all over with. See, because if we can take one out or if we can take this one out, because they don't understand what's inside of them, they think there's no hope for themselves. So I want them to continue to repeat, dang, we ain't got nobody. I want that grown man. You hear what I'm saying? Grown man to continue to say we don't have any real men. I want him to continue to say that. Because the more he says that, the longer I stay in power because he doesn't realize the power that he have. So I'm saying, black man, please stop saying this in my comments. Now, if you want to say it in private, do your thing. But please don't. Put that in the comments because we got other young people that don't need to read that. If you feel inferior about yourself, don't share that with us. Take a seat. Take a step back. Go home. Get into your chamber. 
and you and you go find the God within yourself. You go find the power and dominion within yourself. But don't share that inferiority mindset with us because we honestly don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. So if you're thinking about Marcus Garvey, go read Marcus Garvey's book then and apply what he said. If you're thinking about Noble Jura Lee, go get his book then and apply what he said. If you think about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, go get the book then. Apply what he said. If you think about Malcolm X, go get the book then. Go look at the lectures. Go look at the videos. And you take the energy that they had and you let that energy be in you. Because we're all going to physically die. A leader is always going to physically die. That is a 100% fact. Physically, that is. They're going to all die. So what are we going to do when they physically die? Are we going to cry and say, dang, man, that's crazy, man. We ain't got nobody. No. No, 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 no. No leader wants that. A leader, a true leader. This is what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said. A true leader teaches the, teaches the students so much, develops and cultivates the students so much to where all they got to do is depend on themselves and God. That's it. That's it. Because if you depend on me, what's going to happen when I get, what, what happens if I get sick? What happens if I get in a car wreck? What happens if I get poison in my food? What happens if just something, a bullet come out the, eye, out the sky and hit me? What, what you going to do? Your life is over with? No, your life can't be over with. You have to stand on truth, follow truth, follow principles, follow morals, follow the values. That's what you're really following, not the finite human being. It's the infinite or infinite wisdom that's inside of that human being. That's what you're really attracted to. That's what we should be really amazed by, not the physical. This going to go. This going to, man, this going to wither away. Go back to the earth. So I just want to say that, man, because I seen it in the comment section. Man, I don't want to say nothing and cut the minister off, but I'm so sick and tired of seeing that. Black man, you know, just do better, man. Stop saying that. The moment you say there's no real ones left. You are talking about yourself. Don't do that. Don't don't feed your subconscious mind with that foolishness. That's not true. You are powerful too. You got dominion too. You're going to make a great impact on the world if you understand, understand who you are too. So, just wanted to make that disclaimer, family. Please don't repeat that in my comments. If you want to do it on other people's page, man, hey, I can't, I can't make you do nothing. But I'm just asking, man, please don't share those kind of thoughts on, on my comments. Speak powerful, impactful. Speak positive about yourself. And I think uh, we'll be good as a people. So thank you for listening. Hope I said something impactful. I hope the minister said something that was impactful. Please, please share this with your friends and family. And if y'all want to catch this audio later, it'll be on my brother Ben X podcast. Assalamualaikum. Peace.